Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. All right, hello and welcome everyone to the First Circuit Podcast, episode 152. We have a whole host of topics for MWO, so lots of things going on. Um, We've got uh, MWO's future interview with Darren talking about uh, big upcoming changes. Uh, we have a preview for this month's patch, a huge amount of mech quirks and stuff. Uh, we have the new hunter pack to look, th- look through, the free mech to look at, and there's uh, even an event on top of that. Uh, we also lastly have to mention, I think, the uh, game uh, spin-off, uh, what is it, mech assault spin-off title, Wolves. Uh, he's posted a video showing showcasing off the Puma. So, and of course, we have our usual three hosts: me, Biter. We also have Ian. Hello. And old Bob. Hello. Old tired Bob. Tired Bob. Right. Let's get cracking right right away with the <laughs> uh, No Guts No Galaxy um, podcast interview thing with Darren. Um. It, it was about I, an hour I, long, right? Yes. And I'm, I, I, I haven't actually listened through to it all, but uh, I, I imagine there probably will be talk about bits, or maybe they cut out the, the bit talk. <laughs> true. <laughs> but, true. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it's a lot of news, and also somewhat not necessarily are not pegged out. This is just um, giving us an idea of where they're going because. Uh, at least for you know we've been we've been doing a whole bunch of patches with the cauldron for a while and it's like all right that, that's good enough you know there's a um they're, they're they're slowly working on the game you know putting in uh, simple num- numerical changes but are we actually going to do anything more than that are we going to do anything more than just you know releasing a mech pack every couple of months and slowly tweaking the game uh, until you know um pgi get bored of it well at least according to this interview that um, in a month or so away that uh, PGI has a huge announcement for both MechWarrior 5 and MechWarrior Online. And at least as p- on the part of the MWO's side, I think part of that is because they're hiring an, an external team to do a whole bunch of extra work on the game. Do you, do, do you think they're going to... Like, what do you think they're going to do for MechWarrior 5, though? You know, did they actually say anything about that? Besides just like hinting, it's gonna be the DLC announcement, of course. DLC, yeah. Okay, probably clans. Then, do you think that'll be that'll be the best thing they can do? That'll be the best thing they can do. We talked about this. I know. I know. This clans are out of the question for a DLC for MechWarrior Five. That's the best thing they can do for that game. Anyways, oh yeah, okay, okay, go on. Nah, they no, I don't think more factions and more mechs would fix the game. They need to do other things first. Well. Yeah. Well, okay, one more DLC of fixing the stuff and then clans, you know, basically getting through that. I mean, the game is decent by itself. Kind of decent. It's just lacking oomph, you know, basically you know, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's just it's this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. it's that's, just, that's the guy who was giving a 6 out of 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a 6 out of 10. Okay. It's a it's an okay game. It's just it's really? lacking. 6 out it's, of 10 is okay for you? Yeah, it's oh, not no, too man. too bad. It's just lacking. Anything the... on the seven is unacceptable. No, nah, no, nah, actually, like, like I rated a um, free guy seven uh, for the movie Free Guy. It was actually not too bad, but it was lacking some things too. You know, so seven out of ten. 
but six out of ten, you know, it's just lacking something. It needs something. I don't know what it is, but it just needs needs something there. Anyways, go on. Yeah, I am. I'm really not sure what they're going to do for Microware Five, other than yeah, just announce a new DLC. Mm. This DLC was supposed to be released about the same time as they actually released it on all platforms. So mm. this implies they've been working on it for some time. And if they've been working on it for so long, they're either kind of inefficient, which isn't too surprising, or of course it could be a big, huge change or big uh, something else yeah. to the game. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. The um, um, you could just have a simple DLC where you're adding even more tech and mechs to the game, or you, you know, the most obvious next avenue would probably be something like clans or something would be my guess. But that's just a very offhanded kind of guess. Yeah, if it's not clans, it's going to be new tech, new some more mechs, maybe the push wars or maybe uh, the war thirty thirty nine or something, and then they'll go to clans hopefully or something. Who knows? Yeah, that's much more likely. So. So yeah. they said multiple times clans are not going to happen with a Macware 5. Yeah. Well, I could see them doing a story DLC, potentially adding a couple more mini campaigns uh, to okay. get yeah. one of the bars. I mean, their timeline was currently advancing from uh, 3025 up to 3050s-ish for the most part. They uh, have the Republic of Rashalhag in there. I could totally see the war for independence with Rashalhag and all the yeah. things that went around that time frame. Something like that would be cool. True, true. But yeah, I'm yeah. personally not getting my hopes up. Um, having recently given infantry a proper and fair try and disable yeah. it afterwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting um, my hopes up too high. <laughs> now, um, one thing, you know, I just sparks my mind a little bit is, you know, Russ was mentioning on Twitter, you know, how and MWO sort of asking people how how do people feel about like the frontline mode in World of Tanks? Mm -hmm. And it just jogged my mind in terms of MechWarrior 5. Imagine if you could drop with multiple lances. Ooh. <laughs> like, interesting. You could get a group of twelve of your friends or whatever together and all drop in a big battlefield. Now that would be a huge expansion of scope without having to just jump to mm. the clans. Or a DLC. Oh, okay. I don't see them doing more than four people in co-op models, um, but like big yeah. battlefield missions, I totally see them doing a mission type like that. As I said, with the um, one of their hero mech missions, the final one with the King Crab, uh, where you had this open battlefield with uh, battalion versus battalion nearly, that was really good. Mm -hmm. That was a yeah. really good mission. <clears throat> and I'd love to see more of those and making use of repair base. Um, in my current campaign, I'm using a mod that enables repair base and random missions, and it does add a lot uh, to the mm -hmm. gameplay. Okay. Especially with, when you have multi-mission contracts, you can make tactical use of those repair base to get one of your mechs back up and running for the next mission, so on and so forth. So yeah, some kind of repair and refit with mission, I could see that. Okay. If I was really going to try and stretch the game to be an, an extra, a more interesting one, it would be something akin to like... Um, uh, incorporating more elements of like a mech commander or something in the mm -hmm. sense that you're in a big giant battlefield and you can command your allied uh, mechs to go and you know take out objectives and things and so yeah better, better ai control that mm -hmm. would be a dlc worth buying player versus player <laughs> the ai like... control is garbage have you thought about player versus player like in MechWarrior 5 do you think they can do that no no, no don't see it yeah well yeah they can barely have four people co-ops you know so yeah I mean, uh, HBS Battletech is probably a really good example for that. They had a 
like the multiplayer mode for that game was a pretty big focus of the game. Mm-hmm. And while it's not that, it has died down a lot. And I just don't see any financial reason to do a uh, player versus player multiplayer MacWare 5. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just say, here go, MacWare Online is free to play. Go yeah, instead of do your spending resources there. for it. So, yeah. Particularly since, yeah, they're putting more and more resources <clears throat> into MacWare Online. It doesn't make any sense to. Uh, increase competition with you, with your own products. Yeah, so back to Macro Online then. Big announcement for Macro Online next week uh, or next month. Yeah, is the the whole Brazilian team thing? Is that already a big enough announcement to wear in those words? What do you guys think? Uh, Not a map? Not a I'm, I'm, my guess is that that. Um, you know, Rasta sort of eventually kind of came to the decision of like, yep, uh, we've finished negotiations with this team. We're going to get them to help us and do stuff. And now he's going to spend a week or so figuring out what he's going to actually get them to do. <laughs> and if they figure out something, you know, and they really uh, they get the plan figured out, then they'll tell us in a you know month time or whatever and say, oh, we've got all this new content coming out for MWO because we've got this new development studio working on it and stuff. I'm I'm getting flashbacks to my professional life, like hiring external studio, not even knowing what you want to do, have them do, and then just throwing your issues at them. <laughs> that is so <laughs> close to home. <laughs> True. <clears throat> yeah, yeah let's, it... <laughs> let's hope it goes better than uh, in my experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so there were a few other things, of course, to talk during the podcast that could give us an inclination. Uh, about uh, and uh, elsewhere that give us an inclination of where they might be going. So yeah, Russ was talking about a big game mode. Maybe that's just him, you know, probing the the internet, seeing how much interest there is. Um, but I think what is it? They are thinking of adding new mechs actually to the game, not just reworking existing ones. Mm. You know, so new loyalty mechs and new mechs might be back on the table. Just at least there'll be more work be done on mechs in the future. Um, Obviously, one thing they've been working towards, I think, is what is it the uh, the localization. Yes. Yeah, for yeah that was one of the things Darren uh, uh, talked about a while ago. I think we even talked about it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And localization could be a really big driving force to get the older MacDad player base back in the game. <laughs> yeah, you're never going to be totally sure of all, you know all the uh, different languages and cultures out there that might actually like a game like MWO, but it's it's locked off to them if it, they can't uh, understand what's going uh, what's being said and being explained. Everything mm. is in English, like on, yeah, there's not even really good wikis, but uh, there's lots of information online, and that's all mostly in English, et cetera, et cetera. So. And they have it in German though, right? No. No? Not, oh, no. Wow. wow. No, they have no localization so far. There's a lot that's of German the whole players, issue. Yeah. Like German was one of the languages uh, Darren talked about, mm. first things first. Yeah, I could totally see German. German as a pretty big market for Battletech compared to many others. Russian, interesting choice. I have not enough experience with the Russian market to say that. I don't think they're going to do Chinese. Chinese is dominated by mobile games. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get Macquarie in there. I could maybe do see uh, Spanish for the uh, yeah. South yeah. American market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah uh, Russian, uh, German, Spanish would be my free guesses for the first languages. Yep, uh, I mean that's the kind of thing. At least uh, um, localization is usually best handled by certain exterior teams who are used to just you know having a whole bunch of you know, translators yeah. who can mm, just 
easy peasy quickly translate all, all your stuff into various different languages. And maybe you're starting with, I, I'm, it's odd that you asked us something with just Russian first, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm also hoping at least to hear at some point more about uh, accessibility um, options mm. for the game. Yes. Just, um, like, you know, yeah. And uh, like what though? A better colorblind mode. Okay, yeah, um, yes. yeah. Yeah, there's Especially been a lot of people. Red, yeah. red, blue thingy, just just different colors is such a big thing for accessibility. Um, UI rescale is also really big part of accessibility. The way the UI currently doesn't scale if your vision is bad, you kind of have to play at a low resolution if you want to be mm -hmm. even remotely able to make out text. I mean, even I, I have pretty good eyesight with my glasses, and if I play the game at 4K, the UI is unusable. So. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I scale it down to 180p to do. on a yeah. giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteen forty is it's it's a it's acceptable, but it's not great. Ten eighty is kind of what you have to if you want to use the UI properly. Yeah. You mentioned, I think, was it um, just player numbers are still kind of high. I think both Mac packs, uh, the, the, the first two Mac packs have sold reasonably well. They've done better than older packs like the Dervish. Mm -hmm. uh, so even though all you're doing is sort of just reskinning and uh, uh, whatnot, the Macs, um, uh, things are looking, uh, people are a lot more interested in, in this current model than they were in the past. Hmm. Though, so to be could... fair, I think a big part is that these are kind of fresh since after we've, we yes. didn't have any packs for a long while. I very much think the current pack model is going to die down faster than the old pack model. Why is that? Well, it's less interesting. It's just extra variance. And right now people are buying it because we haven't had Mac packs for a long while. And mm. they're like, oh, shiny, new, I want new that stuff. Makes sense. Yeah, it does make and sense. And also... Um, okay, I want to support the team, I want to keep the game going. If I don't buy this, the game is probably going to die soon, that kind of reasoning. Yeah. But if, it, they, keep, also... if they keep okay. pumping it out at the rate they're currently, I think these packs are going to die. Not after four or five years as the past Mac packs, but way faster than that. Hmm. It's also going for the low-hanging fruit. So you know, adding ETM to two plan Omnimax is great, but you could only do that so many so times. Much, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's sort of the feeling I have with the uh, uh, the most recent pack is they've, it feels almost like they've run out of low hanging fruit. And even then that low hanging fruit, the first pack was not that inspiring either. So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just- I think um, So far these packs are visuals primarily more than gameplay. Well, the ECM is pretty nice, but yeah, the yeah. Uh, Dragon Thunderbolts are like, you know, they're, they're gimmicky mechs and yeah. This, this, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto the upper Mac when we get yeah, onto we'll, it. We'll get like, there, no, no, you you sorry, can sorry, do sorry. slightly more different gimmicks, but in the end, yeah, I, I do have the same doubts that you can keep the interest in packs really running for that long. What, like, there's a lot of value to be had in the, the hanging items that give you Siebel boost. It's like, oh, hey, more Siebel landing. That's nice. But once you've you've got uh, like 12 of them, once you've bought enough packs, you <laughs> probably don't, it's not that interesting anymore. Well, plus for people that already have like most of the mechs too, and then they also have like, you know, 370 million C-bills, they don't really have to worry about stuff. And those 5%, yeah. they don't really care, you know, type thing. All right. Uh, to wrap up the uh, uh, sort of, uh, last few things that were mentioned, I think, uh, was it um, obviously 
I think they're planning to. Uh, there was a lot of talk of turning a faction play map into a quick play map. Yeah. Obviously, that would take a bunch of reworking, but um, yep, you have the tile set. You just need to rework it around, uh, add plenty of tunnels and bridges like they do with yep. the reworks nowadays, yeah. and you'll have a new map. True, true. Shorten those uh, incredibly long corridors for the most part. Just cut out, cut out everywhere. the middle section of the map and put the ends together, and it's probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Just go full arcade and just add teleporters all over the place. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That, that'd be fun for a... Um, like April Fool's one or something? Uh, for a turning over game mode thingy. Mm. Like the uh, the event queue. Like teleporters for the event queue, that'd yes. be a fun game mode. But yes. Not, not <laughs> as an actual solution. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and otherwise, I think they're wanting to um, restart their own like official championship, the world championship. But uh, you know, there was talk or interest in trying to do another MechCon. But you know, there's obviously difficulties with the coronavirus, okay. mm. and so it's most likely going to be uh, online, a virtual MechCon. Yeah. Though virtual nowadays is an interesting word that can have many different meanings, so it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. Like uh, the virtual PDX con was effectively a stream with a couple Discord events, which was fine, but it's not really fun. Um, there was a virtual furry convention recently that was full um, virtual reality where but you could so, walk around oh, the convention floor. Hold on, did you say furry convention? It's just an example, yeah. Bob. Don't get yourself okay. excited. Oh, I, I was really excited to go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, something like that would be really cool. Um, I mm -hmm. kind of missed the whole convention experience and just getting a game like VR chat and setting up a room that you still have to buy a ticket to get into, but then being able to walk around and have voice chat, that'd be cool. I doubt we're going to get something like this, but... but not cool. a lot of people have VR stuff or VR goggles and stuff uh, You like can that. use it on desktop with your keyboard and mouse. Oh, uh, okay, that's true, but then, yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah. just having the option to do it, mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool. And yeah. just you know, just walking around the virtual convention floor and having voice chat. So while I'm there, can I put on my cool. virtual um, furry suit too, or, you know... Oh, yeah. I keep yeah, on my, yeah. my furry yeah, you suit there? You have to there. do a proper 3D scan, scan of your furry suit, and then you can you have your furry avatar. I, I have a, a cat suit that I could use, you know, and, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> the, though to bring it a bit more down to earth i have a feeling they're not necessarily going to invest that much time in no. it no it would be yeah. really cool though and to be fair uh, setting up an event in vr chat or similar software is not difficult mm -hmm. the moderation than... is gonna be the yeah. terrible experience yeah yeah, true. So ultimately, like any virtual con, should be a hell of a lot cheaper than actually renting out a venue and mm -hmm. hiring all the staff and everything else. Yeah, it's just you're gonna get higher numbers, but much lower actual involvement. Like uh, again, PDX con, my uh, prime example from recently. Um, the numbers were pretty good. The m amount of people watching the different panels and stuff much higher than obviously the in-person people. But at the same time, uh, I found myself not interested in a lot of things because it was just a stream I have on my side panel. And the actual reason to go to a convention, the people were not really part of it. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what they do. Because in my head, at least, the simplest thing to do is something along the lines of you, you stream it on Twitch, you do some 
drop or something or whatever, you know, you give some people some goodies or do an event at the same time. And the whole point is just you invest yep. your money in a good promotional video showing off whatever new feature you have planned yep. for the game. Yeah, like an exactly. eight-hour stream the yeah. thing, promotional yeah. videos, have a couple of Q&As, uh, maybe do a Discord live Q&A, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. So, uh, and then also poking Harmony Bear, um, Harmony Gold, <laughs> never mind. Ah, <laughs> jeez. Do we want to leave bears. that for now, or do we want to jump forward and get to that? We'll do that uh, in a little bit, I guess, for, like with the hundred pack. All right, so just a teaser for it later. Is yeah. is is um Stalker an unseen mech? No, no, no. no it's it's only one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's the other the, one. Yeah, you'll see if you're watching on YouTube. You will see if you're not watching on YouTube. Go ahead and look up the uh, and, Stalker pack on MacWire Online. And we'll tell you too. I'll tell you yeah. as well. <laughs> okay. All right. All right then. Moving on. We have, we have... A... shall we go to the patch preview? Yep. Let's go to the patch oh. preview. So yeah, for the first part um, of the patch preview is the HPT rework. Um, again, if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're listening to this, go ahead and check the um, mwomerx.com homepage to see all the pictures. They posted some preview pictures of the changed up HPG manifold meta. And yeah, it's a more metally cold. No, no, no. It, it's always metally. It's just, um, you know, biggest feature is just, of course, that you've removed that big central hill. And uh, there's just a lot more, lots of little hills and bits and pieces of cover. Uh, a lot more ramps up to the big walls at the side. I think there's a few more tunnels and stuff carved mm -hmm. into the landscape as well. Um, and as well, I think they've removed the little posts and things that you, you always kind of bumped into. So the, the ground is actually always kind of flat and not too heavily obstructed. Uh -huh. this, uh, uh, those little posts were nice if you were a flea and terrible if you were a bigger mech bumping into them. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it, the the tricky thing though is HPG. At least with these screenshots, these are all showing a large portion of the map, and you know it's gray on gray. <laughs> it's you know you could do a where's the locust, where's Wally kind of thing, where, where it's shut down in the corner, and I couldn't really tell. Um, That's an awesome. I spotted it. Yeah, I can. We can at least with the the basic green colors, we can actually spot uh -huh. some of the mechs. <laughs> <gasps> That's a centurion. Yeah, can you spell oh, that's, a fun, that's a fun that's a fun mini game though. <laughs> yes. Spot the mech. I mean, you know, a lot of people were actually um a lot of people were complaining about uh, just being a um a a um NASCAR going around the disc yeah. dish and so basically that's why they did this. And plus it's one of the maps they could go, Oh hey, we'll just go and move this here and do this here and, and another thing they could go add on to their list of things to do for the year. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a lot of NASCAR happening, ho hopefully. I mean, you really can't per se, I guess. Really hard uh, to do well, it. What? We're talking about the MacWare Online hey, community. I, I'm, I'm having hopes. I'm having hopes. I don't care what the map looks like. There's still a NASCAR around NASCAR, the whole outer edge, NASCAR, right? And I can <laughs> totally see a path on the right and on the left where you can NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, I'm going around. You go underneath the bridge. I'm looking at the first at the first picture. Go underneath the bridge and then run. Yeah, I guess you can NASCAR. Just be a, have it'll, a lot it'll of be longer doing it, but people are gonna do it. It'll be Don't longer for them NASCAR, but you know they will NASCAR, I guess. 
I have hopes like, if you yeah, I mean, better. ultimately, yeah, HPG always sort of played the same way, and I think a lot of people actually, oddly enough, kept voting for the map because it, you know it was reliable and you knew what you were getting out, yeah. you were getting into. Um, yeah, it, it's a very big question of how it plays out. I do remember times where you wouldn't always fight on the hill, but sort of the that that big bridge and the other stuff to the side of it, like there mm -hmm. would often be pushes through there. Um, and just times where you know there was more people taking up position or positions on the ramps and punishing anyone who was moving around, and that would sort of be my guess. That if you're a brawler, you're sometimes um, the way they've designed it is probably you know you 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 sort of have to you run up to a piece of cover and then you hide behind it because if you push out, you can get shot by a whole bunch of mechs. Yes. And the deciding factor will be whether your team or whether the pugs sort of learn to form enough brawlers in a blob and then charge through the best corridor and you know bring the fight to the enemy otherwise mm -hmm. the map is primarily going to be filled with a lot of skirmishing and engaging and there's the basement for brawlers but the basement always just leaves you without many options so you're just sort of stuck hiding in the basement if um yeah it's yeah. just not that valuable a tactical option that's my main concern of this map as well. It's quite open for the most part, and I think it's going to heavily encourage the good old PPC ghost sniping thingy and also uh, just laser vomit skirmishing. And yeah. compared to the last map, I think this one is heavily going to limit what you can play effectively on this map. If you've got something like a, a clan laser vomit, large pulse lasers, meet clan medium lasers, you know, you've got 600 to 400 meters range reach. You can just stand on most of these hills and engage most others inside yeah. the circle area. Yeah. And so you can uh, impose your will over a large area. Hmm. And there's plenty of ramps up to the central area, but that central sort of uh, gangway, the central bridge, that's a lot longer now, is really open. Mm -hmm, like there's yeah. just so many places you can get shot from if you're up there so i don't see unless you're like a light mech or you're trying to make use of the central archway there's not much use in the highest ground and other than using it as a poking spot yep and unlike the so this map screams fragmentation to me especially in lower tiers the screams just people are gonna split up find the hill and uh, start bunker down staying there yeah and so in in a map like the reworked polar highlands you can make use of all the canyons and cover areas too even as something like the uh, black widow with dual lb20s or cyclops with lb10s you can kind of use that to go around and find those people who are fragmented off and engage them short range on this map you're gonna have much less luck doing that so yeah i'm not super excited about this map but we'll see how it plays out yeah, it's ultimately just have to wait and see. Um, it's fun. In my head, it's a question of ultimately, if it does split everyone up and stuff, you know, uh, is that a more fun experience in general, et cetera, et cetera? What kind of builds does that push, yep. mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera? But um, yep, first things first, we'll wait until the game launches. It'll come out on, you know, Tuesday, this whole patch, and, you know, we'll get to see how it plays. And if I can get the map this time within the first few mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we'll put an event which requires you to play the map like 20 times, and then we'll give you a lot of really good stuff. Oh, God. All okay. right. Oh. Up next is the Mech Quirk Pass. And 
I am not sure how we really want to cover this because next got changed. Okay, so next uh, after that, <laughs> let's maybe give the quick uh, like the super high level overview and mm -hmm. like the one or two max that kind of stand out to us. So on a high level, uh, they changed some max, not all of them. Um, mostly light max and a couple of the less utilized uh, mediums and heavies. I think the selection of which max they changed isn't bad. They didn't take any of the meta max and reworked the quirks. They mostly focused on max that are less utilized, like the locust spider, um, incubus, Kodiak. arctic cheetah, mistlings, and yeah, they mostly got rid of all the individualized quirks and replaced them with more powerful flat quirks. What do you think, Bader? Good enough summary? Yeah, that's a fairly good summary. Because um, yeah, if it's something like, oh, this this mech has um, like uh, the spider hero has 15%, you know, energy cooldown and 20% missile, and they just say, no, 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 just make it 20% universal. <laughs> and so that's a slight buff, but it's just it's also just a lot less clutter on the screen, at least when you're trying to look at the quirks of the mech. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Then outwards, I think. Oh, wait. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a few trends, which is usually sort of like uh, trying to buff up the survival of mechs to cover up their weak spots, usually. So like, if you have a javelin, they only had torso survival. So let's just give them limb and leg survival. You know, uh, make them actually tanky. Uh, Miss Lynx had no CT survival, and if you pick certain hard points, you would miss out entirely on bonus survival on your side torso or arms. And they say, uh, well, yeah, let's at least give you some on those hard points, and let's give you lots on the CT. So, yeah, on the survival side of things, at least defense, uh, a lot of these mechs are getting little, little improvements, and the, particularly to areas where they often get shot at. So adder, you know, center torso, no survival there whatsoever. Okay. So now your adder can actually take some hits to the to the CT. It won't just die so quickly to all the laser vomit out there. <laughs> Weaponry quirks, they feel, yeah, it, it um, just offensively, uh, your ability to deal damage. Yeah, as you said, it's just, it's going towards more universal quirks. There aren't, there's, there's a few cases where we're giving strong, flavor quirks or you know something like that. there's a couple of centurions and things out there but for the most part these are all very generic quirks it feels almost like an old pgi patch back in the day it's just like oh, okay don't worry we'll give this thing 10 percent cooldown now now it's worth playing so yeah on the more specific things machine gun weather fires the only really flavor quirk i can see on a quick lens there's a centurion with a whole bunch of lbx um quirks that stack on top of ballistic so you can have like 40 percent cooldown base. Oh, yeah, I see it. and you have um, jam chance yeah there's uac jam chances but those are often like 20 percent or so which yeah. i i almost never use the uac jam chance mech with 20 percent and the thing as well is uh they often give like cooldown alongside uac jam chance quirks and the funny thing at least like it, it this is just how I think about it, but like when you increase the cooldown quirks on, on a mech, it, 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 the edge that a UAC has over a regular auto cannon becomes slimmer. So if you give cooldown and jam chance, the UAC is better in both respects, but the auto cannon is also just better without jamming. <laughs> and so I'm often just pushed towards the auto cannon. But yeah, 20% is, you know, uh, not very much. 
Um, all the light mechs, the thing that people have been commenting on, is of course the overheat damage quirks. So like the Locust, all of them have minus 50% overheat damage. This is a long overdue change and is um, in some ways should have just been hard coded into the game, so to speak, in the sense that whenever you push over 100%, you have a random like you have like 15 damage applied randomly to you uh, and, and components inside your mech mm -hmm. usually more the torsos than the limbs and yeah if you're an atlas it doesn't matter if you take 15 damage or so to a component if you're a locust though and you take 15 damage to your side torso and you're running xl that's probably a dead locust <laughs> <laughs> so minus 50 percent overheat damage means that when you hit you uh, go over 100 percent Instead of taking 15 damage to that side torso, you're taking like 7.5. It's still going to roll for a crit and everything, but you'll come out of it alive, even though you rolled unluckily and got the side torso. You have to roll like twice on the exact same side torso to die from overheating, which means the locust doesn't just instantly explode whenever you uh, push the heat a little bit too far. And they've done that for a fair number of the lights and a couple of the mediums as well. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't uh, get the fancy idea to give that one to us old Max. That'd be a disaster. <laughs> but yeah, what it. they did give to the heavier Max, and what really stood out to me, all the defensive quirks. Mm -hmm. Well, like as in, um, like negative, um, negative critical damage. So I mean, some like uh, the Victor don't get them, but um, big example would just be the Atlas and yeah, Kodiak. Atlas, yeah. Um, those ones, uh, I think also Highlander, but um, yeah, uh, Supernova as well. But yeah, Atlas and Kodiak are the ones that are most interesting because because they're the huge targets, and like the Atlas has survival scattered all over the place. And what they've done is normalize most of the armor and crit chance receiving quirks, which was frankly long overdue. Mm -hmm. Like back in the day, yes, the Atlas S was sort of one of the strongest assault mechs with you know SRM twenty four Artemis and AC twenty. But um, that kind of brawling just isn't so viable now, or it just doesn't. It doesn't have the same. It's not the same game anymore. There's a lot more long, longer ranged options that are very potent, and um, yeah, I'm 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 very happy that you know Atlas is way more agile than it used to be, and it will be way more tanky than it used to be. And same for the Kodiak. There's a lot of Kodiak variants that almost never saw play because you always just took the one with the high ballistic bounce, and those are getting a whole bunch of survival as well. Um, the ballistic one is getting released. And yeah, I'm especially happy with the Atlas because back in the day, the Atlas was known for being the tank, one of the tankiest mechs in the game period. Mm -hmm. uh, it always lacked in weaponry and speed and mobility, but it was tanky. It was your the center and the anchor of your front line. Uh, and maybe it can reclaim some of that lost glory with the buff. Who knows? Probably not, but hey, here's well, me hoping and being nostalgic. It certainly helps with the negative forty percent, um, you know, crit chance, you know, receiving, and plus, you know, historically wise, yeah, I mean, the Atlas was the front line killer mech that, you know, you see that you're gonna you're gonna poop your pants, you know, basically, especially if you're you know some other type of mech, that thing is just nasty, but yeah, um, hopefully it does. Um, like I know, like for a long ass time, I had I had the Atlases, I never used them because just because it's like okay, well, they're not tanking anymore, they don't get used, they don't get um. They get abused basically way too much now, but hopefully, mm -hmm. just like you said, it, it will bring them out again. 
back back in the beta days with the speedy atlas with the xl 350 mm -hmm. when that was top of the line assault max mobility <laughs> yeah. ah, and then the day. atlas ddc one of the few ecm max Mm -hmm. Even during the release of the first Clan Max, when you always paired your Atlas DDC with a couple of Direwolves for that firepower, and then the DDC with the ECM. Mm. Ah, nostalgia. All days. Yep. All days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, loads of quirks for Max that mostly needed it. I'm personally not too sure about the uh, the Kodiak in particular, but otherwise, I yeah. I think these quirks are probably a really good addition. Yeah, they are mostly sort of a, a step in the right direction. Um, it's just, uh, in some ways, you know, it, we have to just wait and see. But um, uh, yeah, a lot of these, it's just like, oh, these have so many fundamental problems. Can just a ten percent quirk really, you know? change them that much i mean it's, it's a difficult thing just uh in my head trying to summate all of them up and how viable or more viable they've really become mm -hmm. in some things you know like uh the locusts for example um yeah they're, they're, there's a quite a few variants with pretty bad weapon quirks available to them and they have gotten a bunch like you know, sometimes just 5% more cooldown, sometimes 15% more cooldown. But then, you know, with all that extra cooldown, you're often still running into heat issues because um, if you're chunking out enough DPS, you only have 10 heat sinks. You know, that's always sort of the uh, the trade-off. And um, at least with heavier mechs, they're dominating right now. And I think there is some, like, heat generation quirks for all the atlases. So they actually can sustain in a brawl and some other heat gen quirks for a whole bunch of, like... I usually just, right now, I'm feeling like, hey, the bigger mechs are really good, and they're getting equal, if not better, treatment often. So I should really just often take those mechs. Yeah, I I do wish the light mechs would have gotten a bit extra love compared to the salt and heavies on this list. Well, Locust got yeah. a lot of love. That's what I'm looking at now, and I mean, they got a lot of love. You know, they're going to... I mean, yeah. if, if you love. look at 38 uh, free armor on the Atlas Senator also, and then... Well, of the course not. It's a, it's a, that's eight. assault mech. Come on. <laughs> yeah. but It's a lot um... to... Yeah, I mean, this is something going into the grander discussion that we want to do at some, some point. Is just how you know, the game has sort of changed with, you know, over time and obviously with the cauldron changes and stuff. Yeah. And at least looking through the history, one thing we've seen is that um, the biggest, most notable change is actually when you switch the game switched to soup queue, where like uh, win loss radically dropped for you know smaller mechs. So the heavier the mech you're taking into a match, the more your win loss usually went up. And well, my 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 gumption on this is just simply that um, yeah, it's it's prioritizing speed above everything else. So if you take yep. a twenty tonner, or you know if you have a choice between taking a twenty tonner or a hundred tonner, well that's what you're going to go in the match with and your team is either going to play with a locust or an atlas and well the obvious fact is the atlas for the most part just has so much more firepower and survival and everything else so you're just on average with most pilots you're going to be able to contribute much more on a bigger boy the changed matchmaker definitely didn't do the light mix any favors yeah because in a ways in the past they you know, because you were balancing for weight much more uh, deliberately, it meant if you took a light mech, you weren't 
losing your team 80 tons worth of equipment and stuff mm -hmm. you 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 were going to fight a light mech on the other side or something you know they were they, the tonnage would balance out um but now yeah you, if you're choosing that light mech it better well damn be worth it <laughs> and so yeah oh my javelin 10p has an extra five percent heat gen quirk yeah but i'm missing 70 tons <laughs> at least on my win as far as my win loss goes that's ultimately a matchmaker thing and you shouldn't redress this kind of issue with quirks. You know, I'm not saying obviously that we need to make locusts as strong as atlases, even if that's how the matchmaker no, almost you know, thinks of it. Don't give PGI any ideas. They like making all the mechs the same. Yeah, but uh, yeah, on the locust, you know, we're going from things like arm armor is going from four to eight. Leg armor is often, is like going from six to nine. All, all leg armor is now nine, which is the same as like what you would have on the 3B. That's, it's nice. And I mean, it is a locus, so every few hit points matter because you can then add skill tree to it. You know, it's it, you're adding three um, leg armor to the, your locusts, and then you're adding another, you know, two or three. You know, it's it's adding like five armor to the legs, so it's a, just that extra bit harder to leg the locust. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I have to must say that at least, um, you know. I've only really had a chance to look through the smallest mechs because I'm transcribing this all onto my spreadsheet. And that's how I sort of internalize all of it. And for me, like, I'm a little sad that things like um, the Arctic Wolf, they're removing some of the flavor from the quirks. You know, some of them require you to do a certain weapon types. And by making them generic, you aren't encouraged to, you know, really take those type of builds anymore. Um, so even if the, the mechs are on average better, um, I do sort of miss out. It is a little sad that the game is becoming a little watered down. Just a little, but it is a little sad that's happening. And there's some weird choices like um, the Hellspawn. We're giving a lot of extra armor to that right torso. The right torso, I mean, the, the Hellspawn has such a weird shape. And the fact that you're giving it armor doesn't address its major um, hitbox issues. Because the thing with the Hellspawn um, it's is a it's left a very side, right? Like the missile uh, thing for the no, actually, like no, no, it's wrong mech actually, sorry. Yeah, it's wrong mech. The Hellspawn is like you know that one with the huge missile bay yeah. on the side of the mech. Like you know, one side is the cockpit, the other side is the huge missile bay. The missile bay is to the left of the cockpit, so that's the left torso. The right torso is on the right hand side of the nose. This tiny little nose on the on the right hand side of the mech, and. If you do face that nose towards the enemy, it can take a whole bunch of fire and it's got no survival. So it does need perhaps a little bit of survival. But the trickiest thing with the uh, Hellspawn is it's a very fat mech. Like it's got um, uh, it, it's uh, got very large shoulder blades that extend sort of over to the side of the mech. So if you show the side of your mech of the Hellspawn to an enemy, mm -hmm. if they shoot at your shoulder blades and hit the side of your mech, they can hit they'll hit your rear side torso. And that's really bad if you're a health board running anything like a light engine or an XL engine. And the only way to really mitigate that is either fix the hitboxes, which, you know, it's a complicated change, or to add structure to the hitboxes. <laughs> because, you know, Hellspawn has a very fun way of spreading its damage. I love using the Hellspawn, but th this change doesn't really seem to make much. I mean, the CT is kind of easy to focus, and that does make sense, but the right torso change, I do kind of like the right torso change, but where is the structure? This thing has a critical, you know, cru crucial error issues with how it can try and spread the damage. And, you know, that's just the thing where when I get into it, it's, um, 
they're all nice little changes, but they're all very generic. It's um, um, or at least there's a lot of generic ones. And yeah. That's um, that's fine enough, but it doesn't always address the fundamental issues of the mechs. It, it addresses most of them, but um, yeah, I must admit, I'm probably one of the few people who actually played the Hellspawn. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Knowing from past experience with the Cauldron and uh, how they go about their changes, there's a really good chance people just looked at these mechs and like, yeah, uh, could use that one, could use that, and didn't they even play it all that much before. Yeah, because if you play the Hellspawn enough and you're, at least for me, I played the Hellspawn as a carry mech, it really sucks when you're the carry mech on the team and you get caught out by an unlucky hit. Like, you know, someone fires a 2LB10 at you and they roll a bunch of crits on your rear side torso and the whole mech just explodes. <laughs> and it only explodes because you were dumb enough to torso twist in it. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Okay. Moving on a bit, since yeah. we've talked for 40 minutes yep. and still have a kind of major topic to go through. Mm -hmm. The Hunter pack, new mech pack. And I've never seen any of the original Harmony Gold properties, so it, this picture means nothing to me, but Bob, can you enlighten us? Yeah, it's basically What's based that? off the Phoenix Hawk from, uh, um, from Robotech, um, or Ro not Roy Hunter, but... A generalization like of what one of them looks like the 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 helmet's off but the two back pieces the uh, two smokestacks in the back those are you know that's from harmony gold and everything else and plus the colorization the uh the red and white is uh is based off the veritech fighters that they used to have back then or, or or that they had like in the cartoon and that's i guess what they're trying to uh to you know poke the bear at but harmony gold has no more um, rights to it rights to the mechs or anything up or anything of them so well, that's why you poke the bear yeah. because the bear is stuck in a cage or can't fight back yeah exactly you know but, but uh so you know i mean they can't do anything and hopefully they do more of this kind of stuff uh there are a couple of mechs like say the radar x which is the uh rifleman they could do that they could do obviously the warhammer um the i think it's called yeah. the excalibur they could do a couple of mechs you know like that i hope they actually do the mac uh the mac what 10 Mac 4, Mac 3, I think it's called Mac 4. It's a big, gigantic one for gigantic cannons, like on top of it. I forget what it's called. It's Mac something. But I hope. The BMF? Uh, well, no, actually, like from the cartoon. From the cartoon. It's a, uh, it's, it's called a Mac something, Mac 3 or something like that. And basically, uh, it has four gigantic cannons and two gigantic cannons, like in the arms. And uh, I hope they, I hope, uh, you know, PGI does one of those mechs as a hundred ton mech or something. Be kind of cool, but you know, was well, a new mech, rather yeah, than uh, yeah, it's a new mech, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and that's a Veritech fighter mech that that they're poking uh, fun at Harmony Gold, I, I guess. And that that's what they did. So here's a broader question, sort of regarding the fan base, since I'm not like, how many people would sort of recognize that paint scheme? Large. Go, oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Larch>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right. myself and so a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, just Larsh. <laughs> you know, myself and people that really watch the uh, the cartoon. And plus, I mean, there's a lot. A lot of people who play BattleTech know about the Harmony Gold lawsuits and and the, and the boogeyman that they are, and also the the unseen mechs. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know about Harmony Gold thing, but it's not like I know exactly how the yeah the stuff from back in the day all looks like. Yeah, well, it's this just from the cartoons. Speaks to a very specific market. Like, I don't think anyone in Europe has ever seen any of the Harmony Gold things. I don't remember those ever being a thing on our TV. 
Oh really? No, oh. I didn't remember. It being... Well, it mostly came to the United oh, States. You know, that's that's where mostly came to came from, or yeah. came from Japan to here, basically. Yeah. But uh, um, anyone who plays BattleTech literally knows uh, Robotech. Uh, they always talk about it. Like everyone I talk to, is like, "Oh yeah, I remember that show." Yeah, but the nostalgia factor is gonna be for, for a small sub portion oh, yeah. of the yeah. uh, BattleTech fan base, I think, or old people yeah. like myself. You know, so yeah. yeah. And yeah, talking basically. about the <laughs> other, is is there anything going on with the Stalker's paint scheme? Is that a reference to anything? Not that I know of. No, just it's it just looks camo. <laughs> you know, maybe it's like, like military hexagon pattern thing. Oh god, what that type of it? It looks no, that's digital camouflage. It looks like digital. Yeah, kind of. Yes, I'm yeah. just saying it's got lots of hexagons. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about that type of um, camo. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay, it's, it's so a camouflage on the booster pack, uh, okay. on a more broad level, you're obviously getting the Phoenix Hawk and the Stalker. As always, you're getting both the special variant and a non-special variant. Um, which means you're probably going to have to use both of them for the event and then sell the non-special one. That's yeah. how it always goes. Mm -hmm. You're getting the usual currency buff, uh, a couple of cockpit items, decal, a badge, and... The MREs are pretty cool. You know, I like that idea. Let's look at the interesting yeah. stuff, which is the exclusive Baldons, usually. Yeah. Now, now, okay, yeah, the Phoenix Hawk... It's cool, I guess, you know, like those those ones. But what the hell is up with the stalker with a a freaking life raft like on the, on the back of it, a freaking like pontoon boat like on on the back of the stalker? Have you seen that? You know, like I actually it? like this a lot uh, with the theme of the hunter. Like this is a really? mech that's supposed to, yeah, this is a mech that's supposed to be kind of behind the front lines. You're out there in a survival kind of setting. It's a mech pilot. You have to get around, set up your ambush, and then in the one pivotal moment, you come out of the swamp. And dump jump something. out and like go and go and manhandle and the then fish. Extract. Okay. So the way I interpret the Phoenix Hawks Baltons, they look kind of like thrusters, just like the backpack sort of melts in with the backpack. Yeah. Or the jump yeah. jets of the actual Phoenix Hawk, and all the other bits have little thrusters on as well. So it just looks like a whole bunch of extra thrusters to me. Yeah. Yeah. For the Phoenix Hawk, extra thrusters. I believe the uh, Robotech thingies are very mobile. And yeah, they are. focused. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the. I wish they yeah. actually made the Crusader. You guys know about the Crusader? Yes. And the Crusader it's mech? an interesting mech that was featured in the very first novel and that I could never make work in tabletop. Yeah, it's uh, um, it, it's basically a Veritech fighter with a bunch of armor like on it, plus a bunch of missiles. I, I think it's going to pull it up here. But uh, I, I wish they made that like for the game itself. I think it would be, be kind of cool, just as a missile mech, I guess. I, but... I don't know what you could really do with this. Like The Crusader is meant to be this kind of frontline anchor very flexible mech which no, obviously doesn't play well with macware online so you just either do it as a semi-mobile semi-armored LRM mech or potentially an SRM brawler and neither of those play styles are all that great yeah, look up Robotech right Crusader oh I said the R word damn it sorry uh, it's the second one it's the second picture and uh, it's the first picture like on that yeah that one there that's a crusader and and the two and the two pods like on the right and left the shoulder like open up and then that missile pods on the uh on the on the bottom then also missile pods on the arms as well too and then the three on the on the hips basically three in each side and it's pretty cool and that's basically um based off the um the Veritech fighter 1j i believe 
and they just added a bunch of armor plus missiles. But the Elsewhere other great... a lot of words you just said. What's that? Oh, sorry. Elsewhere a lot of words. Yeah, sorry. I think we're a little uh, off topic. So let's just yes. uh, finish sorry. up the, uh, <laughs> the Stalker bolt-ons. It's got like a camo um, stuff that you're throwing on top of it. I forget what you call it. It, 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 it. You drape it in this kind of uh, camo stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Stalker. Or something. Stalker. All of, all of the military fan base is just going to scream at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind the look of the thing. It's it's kind of funny, of course, you know, um, trying to entice people of something that makes that's trying to make you know be low profile. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a mech ghillie okay. suit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, looking at this, I just see uh, the oh god, that's that scene happens more than once um, in the BattleTech novels when you have the ambush where your assault mech is lying down in a pond and having some lilies on top of it. And then the light mech is baiting the enemy into the near the pond, and then the assault mech just goes up and one shots <laughs> everything that walks into the valley. That's the <laughs> feeling I'm getting with this. I like it a lot visually for the uh, lore connections, mm -hmm. obviously, in game. Yeah. You're not so, really going to see it. So, yeah, wrapping up cosmetically, how do you, um, what do you guys feel about the, the look of the mechs? I like them, you know, but it's not bad. I just, I, I question the pontoon boat, but you know, like now looking at it with the, um, with the backpack that it has, little, uh, kind of like, um, I don't know what it is, like supplies or something. Yeah, yeah, like supplies. I get it now, basically. But like all I saw was just the pontoon boat, and then actually I didn't click the the next button. I'm like, okay, now it has ghillie suits. It has the little supply thing. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the mechs themselves, I like the last one better uh, with the really standout and unique camo spec. This one is more of a generic camo for the most part. The Baldons are probably not as cool as the Elementals, but still decent. Mm -hmm. um, I like it. I wouldn't buy I... it for the visuals, though, unlike last time. I, I would say, yeah, like, mm, it, it's fine, but it doesn't have a huge wow factor to me. It's not quite even the same wow factor as sort of seeing like the uh, the dragon with like um, you know the, the visor and all the other stuff on it. These are just you know military stuff on it. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, it's better than the other boltons that they actually put into the game. You know, just tires and yeah. random <laughs> random horns and things. No giant like... jets and wings and yeah, yeah. Jets. Um, as as far as the um the. The extra stuff, the cockpit items, I, I like the the uh, the ramen noodle space extra spicy, you know, like things. I think that's pretty cool. You know, that that's kind of neat actually. But you know, like I said, I can never find my freaking cockpit items in all my mechs, yeah. Garen. But I mean, you know... <laughs> these ones you're gonna put on the stalker because it fits the stalker theme, and yeah, get the bottom. That's yeah, real. that's kind of cool. Like I like about it. the cockpit items just because the orange is a little garish and i'm not sure how many people would actually want to have them in their cockpits i actually like garish orange personally mm -hmm. but uh i have a feeling a lot of people might not really particularly care for the colors you see that's why you put them in the stalker because you're not really gonna play that stock anyway <laughs> uh talking about not playing the mechs at all what's well, actually yeah. going to talk about the hard points and things <laughs> yeah so they're okay but they again, it just doesn't eh. have the wow factor. Is I think the, the radio, I'm like whatever. But the Brahmins, I want the Brahmins, man. 
The ramen is awesome. Okay. I, I like oh, the burrito. Moving on to hard points, yeah. okay, which sorry. I think we have so much to cover. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> hard points. All right. So Phoenix Hawk is or at least um, gives me the most, um, the best initial impression, just in the sense that hey, it's got mask. There's another Phoenix Hawk with mask, but this one has a whole bunch of energy hard points. So you know you can actually um and two of those energy hard points are in the side torsos which is actually quite a valuable feature in the phoenix hawk because yep. you shield those arms and the arms get blown off and then you have no weapons yep. but with this you actually i want this one and make a five that's all i'm saying mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um so this is just mostly a straight up upgrade to the the mask phoenix hawk um it's not going to have amazing quirks like that one, but I mean, that one doesn't even have amazing quirks. So yeah, it, it's just, if you like Phoenix Hawks and you like Mask, this has got some good features. Large. It's not, it's not super, it's not, it, it, it's just, it's just another 45 ton kind of energy boat. You already have the other Phoenix Hawks with ECM and stuff like that. And you already have like the Paralyzer and plenty of laser, but yep, it's okay. Uh, Stalker. Stalker, I, I, ah, two energy in each side torso, on both side torsos, means you could do a whole bunch of like PPCs, and you and the arms just chuck in some MRMs or something. But yeah, this this thing could be a neat PPC boat, I guess, um, because most stalkers you only have one in each side torso. You don't have much way of CT or head energy or anything like this, and the energy is usually stuck in the arms, which always led to the old issue when they had armor redistribution. The arms getting shot off, and you lose most of your energy. Mm -hmm. And the arms, you know, you have energy and missile. You're always trying to pick, fit in there. So this is a slightly better loadout, but it's a Nava stalker with energy and missile. And there's like yes. how many of them in game? <laughs> <laughs> like say six or so and in general all of these packs so far have been heavily laser focused mechs and mm -hmm. i really don't understand why like other things can be so much more interesting especially with the stalker how how to make a unique stalker easy give it a ballistic and a right torso and a ballistic and a left torso boom unique stalker with this it's just another generic laser board in the assault category and probably not even that good because you can take heavier assault mechs that are better at this Hmm. Stork has a great peaking profile and stuff. Like uh, there are, there is use to the stalk, but a stalker, but it's not like it's a super uber duper popular mech. Um, yeah. And ultimately, as ever, it, it comes down to a big question of what is the base agility and quirks of these mechs. And well, thankfully, I think again, isn't it the case we have the large pre-order window, so you don't have to rush out and buy this thing. Wait until you see, how, you know, how it performs. How, how it will actually be implemented in game, how well it performs, and then you can choose whether to pick it up. But yeah, ultimately, I, I don't think visually or gameplay-wise, there's huge wow factor at play. But if you're a fan of Phoenix Hawks and Stalkers, you know, just that that you know that large demographic out there who are fans of those particular mechs, this is the mech pack kind of for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm still pissed about the missed chance with the Stalker Ballistics. That would have been a reason for me to buy it. I do quite like the Stalker, um, but this one is just not speaking to so, me. It's offering nothing that I want. What I really want in a Stalker, at least particularly with all these damn energy boat Stalkers, is one that doesn't have an engine cap of 310. Yes, like, that's not a giant thing. 310, you're going to go, what, 56, 60 with quirks at most? Yeah. It's just a matter of um, the energy weapons are 
not too dense and the double heat sinks are huge. So you kind of have an issue where you, if you're building an energy loadout, you often sort of run out of like tonnage, like space to actually make use of the tonnage. Mm -hmm. um, and if you make, if you spend too much tonnage on PPCs or whatever, then it's too hot. So you really want a bigger engine so that you can throw in a whole bunch of extra double heat sinks into the engine and it can soak up tonnage and just, it makes building it way more easier. Even just the 325 engine would have been something that would have interested me. But no, there's there's no jump jets. There's no different engine cap. It's just the hard points. There's no. Yep. It's just yeah. And another mischance, given the whole theme of it with the camo and the stalkery aspect, uh, it doesn't have ECM, so it doesn't Ooh, even fit. Oh, that's theme. right. That would be kind of cool. That would be nice. Uh, uh, if only there was a, a stalker with mask. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Even with this loadout, bigger engine cap and mask, I would totally play it. Make it more of a short-range brawler with a bunch of medium pulses and a couple SR rooms, something like that. Oh, that that would be amazing, but uh, no, this thing that, is just... This is... It's just a PPC poker, it looks like, for the most yeah. part. PPC and laser vomit. Mm -hmm. I'm leaning more towards laser vomit, as all the new mechs recently have been laser vomit. Yeah. So this was probably built with laser vomit in mind. <clears throat> And, yeah. I mean, if you're going to balance the game to just be about all laser vomit, might as well only add laser vomit yep. mechs. <laughs> if all the weapons you see in the field are laser vomit, might as well make mechs for those. And that's why we're never going to see the Crusader. No. No. I can still dream, right? I can still dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alright. Uh, moving so, on. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Wrapping up. Um... Two variants of mechs uh, that are not bad, slightly better than most of the variants in the game for those two mechs, but there is nothing that really stands out about them. And in my opinion, quite a few missed opportunities. You know, like, I have to say, yeah, uh, I agree with you, but then I also think that, yeah, it's still a good price for 20 bucks. For the amount of stuff you get, uh, you know, especially when you go pre-order stuff, the, the A billion C builds are 200 GSP, the cockpit items, the theme items, then also at the early adapter like rewards additional 200 gsp it's not a bad deal in basis as far yeah. as just just purchasing you know, it just be cooler if on top of the cool stuff oh yeah, you would yeah. also get mechs that are actually yeah good you know i agree with you i i, I definitely <laughs> agree with you but you know for 20 bucks it's a lot better than like some of the things i used to spend money on uh for other types of games you know 20 yeah. bucks would get you nothing so 20 bucks for this and plus pgi pretty much hands you um it, <laughs> Like, um, hands you like MC through like events and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, it's still a good price. It's a really good price. To, to compare contrast a little bit, um, you know, the very first pack, the striker pack, mm -hmm. you know, those had way worse hard points, um, but way more gimmicky, way more gimmicky Thunderbolt. Yeah. So these are solid mechs on paper. They're not necessarily too different from what you can do already, but they're, they're solid. Unlike the striker pack, which was way more gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not a bad pack. Like the striker pack had a risk of being a bit kind of bad, whereas this one, it should be fine. Plus, you get the yep. ramen noodles, the space ramen. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra spicy. Got to be extra spicy. I love extra spicy ramen. <laughs> I love that stuff. And then, speaking about how how do you want me to make a segue from spicy ramen to a free mech? Well, um, anyway, there's a free mech event. Free mech. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I guess that was the Sangrena leg of Sangrena. Yeah. Okay. yeah uh, this time you can get the Shadowhawk 2K with the August free Mac event. Um, at the time of release of the podcast, you're still going to have over two weeks to get it. And yep, it's another free Mac event. It's pretty easy to get, it's actually. Nice. It's really yeah. easy to get. Nice thing as well is um, it's it's one of the more unique Shadowhawks, Energy and Missile. Um, and the Shadowhawk is getting a whole bunch of buffs in the upcoming patch this Tuesday. So yep. it will be much more tanky and have uh, you know a little bit more cooldown and whatnot. Yep. Um, Shadowhawk has always been one of the fairly beginner-friendly mechs, so especially if you have a friend that's starting out in the game, um, see if you can push them towards completing this event. I think they're going to be fairly happy with that mech. Yeah. Yeah, really easy to get the pattern. Um, well, actually, the pattern, 100 kill assists, uh, 10,000 match score. Eh, Play a lot. It's going to yeah. take a while. It's, gonna it's take not a hard, bit. but it's going to take a while. Um, the price, I mean, to get it though, is a good easy. pattern. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. is a good pattern to get. It's not yeah. just snowfall or whatever. Yep, yep. Or or mountaintop, I think it is, right? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not talk about mountaintop. <laughs> exactly. Two hundred fifty loot bags for mountain. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, though, it's pretty easy to get the stuff. Uh, it's really easy, uh, real easy event to go do too. So that's a good thing. Yep. But, All right. Again, um, good stuff. And then. This one's expired, but it's just to be mentioned that, yeah, there was this shoot to skill event. Uh, there's one very important thing, Bob, you have to, did you, did you uh, see that it's destroy a UAV? At least it's one. I, I, yes. I talked to Matt, I talked him down to one, one to three, basically talked him down to that. So I'm happy about that instead of 10. So I'm happy. I'm okay with one. That's fine. But you know, 10 was just ridiculous. And thank God I talked to him about that about bringing that down. I mean, despite saying it's about skill, it's just play the game. You just get a whole bunch of GSP from various little bits yep. and pieces. Yeah. yeah. Nice and simple. I personally uh, haven't played the game around that time, so I completely missed out on it, but I think that's one of the cooler events. Uh, premium time, fairly easy to get uh, on average two games, and then just GSP, which is probably the most useful thing you can get out of an event. Mm -hmm. so I like yeah. it a lot. I'm hoping they do more of them, and next time I actually realize it's going on. <laughs> true. true. All right, true, true. that's going to be it for Macquarie Online. And unless you guys have any closing thoughts on the events, we have two shoutouts to make. Yep. Go ahead. All right. Uh, first off, the uh, Wolves game has a new update, or a soon-to-happen update. I'm honestly not even sure. Uh, when it's gonna happen uh, but yeah they added the Puma to game and I don't know man Wolves is just one of those games I can't get myself to play it all that much because it's just not my type of game but whenever I see screenshots and preview videos they look so amazing I just want to start it up did you ever play the Mech Assault like on the Xbox? No I never okay. played Mech Assault that's, uh, that's probably, probably why, why I don't yeah, that's like probably why. Much. yeah it's uh, yeah. It, it, you know the Mech Assault game was actually pretty fun um and then playing the wolves that we uh, did the one time back, what about a year or two ago? I think it is. Like when we uh, um, actually had him come on the first time. Yeah. You know, like it didn't have as much stuff as uh, like what it is now, so it definitely improved like over the years. So, well, not, not, it's, not bad. It's a small fan game. It's really cool to see it grow. Um, you can download it and just play it, and it's a pretty casual game for the most part. So feel free to just download it. It's all downloaded, fired up. It's just double click and play it for ten minutes and see if you like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's definitely stunning. That's probably the main thing. It's Mac Assault, but 
visually good. Oh, it looks good. It looks really nice. But isn't and, Alice um, firing against? Oh god. I... Yes. I can't tell. Yes. The okay. balance is weird in this game. Like the cougar can't defeat anything, or maybe yeah. it's just the AI. I never understood Mecha's old balance. Well, it's arcade basically. You're not gonna yeah, have you know balance idea. per se. Yeah. But yeah, it's Mecha Five balance, but even worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of one of those things where there's there's um, balance for you and then balance for the enemies. So yeah. you know, if I hit you with a gorse rifle, it's you know it's doing forty five damage. But if you hit me, a silly NPC, are hitting me with a gorse rifle, it's doing five damage. Mm. And then another quick shout out. Um, you guys might remember Battlebound. It's a show by. Uh, oh God, I forgot his full name. But yeah. Uh, Tuggles, um, who originally traveled around the United States and just hosted Battletech games and then did um, kind of post-mission debriefing reports of those. And they recently released a video that was voiced over by Tex of Black Pants Legion. Yep. And yeah, it's a, it's a pretty decent game. Uh, Black Widow Company versus Grey Death Legion First Company and voiced over by Tex. Well edited. I enjoyed it a fair bit. I highly recommend checking it out. He has a sexy voice. X. I think he's overdoing it in some points, think so? but for the most part, it's it's. Oh man, he has a great voice. I think sometimes his voice is distracting from what he's saying, but ah, no, it's a good or bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but yeah, so. cool video. Go check it out. Links yeah. in the description. <laughs> I'll leave links down below so you guys check them out as well too. And then, of course, my usual mention, though I don't have any links and pictures, MacWare Living Legends is a great game. They're doing cool stuff. Go and check it out. It's free. Yes. I'll leave links for that as well, too. Why wait for PGI to implement a larger mode in MacWare 5 or MacWare Online when you could just do MacWare Living Legends? Yep. 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 All right. Yep. Uh, I think that basically wraps it up. We've got uh, an OK new Mac pack. Uh, Good new mech events and sale. There's um, the the quirk requirkening, which is it's all on the right path. And MWO, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but um, at least things are looking up. I think just that um, they they're putting even more into the game mm. in the future. So. Even more help. That's a good. Thing. Yeah, big announcement. Keep your eyes out. Uh, probably the best place to keep up to date if you don't want to check the website regularly is would be Twitter, uh, with the MacWare Online and MacWare Five Twitter accounts posting fairly regular updates on these kind of things. And yeah, we're obviously going to update on the First Circuit podcast as soon as we know what's going to happen. Yep. So, so until then. Yeah. So till then, um, that was the First Circuit podcast, episode 152. Tonight's hosts were Ian. Bye-bye. Spider. Varg. And myself, Old Bob 10025 And like always, we appreciate everything you guys do for the podcast and, and you and you being you. So thank you very much, and we'll see you on the battlefield. Bye-bye.